Welcome to Angel's Abode. I am your host, Angel, and I am an amateur astrologer who talks about personal things using astrology. I will also throw in current events and news that are going on and utilize astrology to make sense of ongoing processes. So come on in and get cozy in my abode. Hello everyone, welcome to Angel's Abode. I am your host, Angel, and today we are going to be doing the natal chart reading for Ariana Grande. So let's get right into this. So Ariana Grande was born on June 26, 1993 in Boca Raton, Florida. Um, She was Born at 9.16 p.m., uh, this has been confirmed. Um, Ariana even does astrology, like, she knows somewhat about astrology. Like, she knows, I know that she knows her moon, rising, and sun, obviously. So, she knows that. Now, I want to preface before I jump into this reading that um, I am using um, astro.com, so I astro.com is my go-to um i will want to do have solar fire eventually but right now this is like what i'm using and i am using campanus house systems i've been using campanus house systems for months now um campanus house systems basically holds yield i mean yields interceptions so campanus house system yields interceptions and so to me interceptions duplicate houses are very important to look at and so yeah uh that's what i use um i am also going to be talking about the transits and progressions for ariana as well as it stands currently um And she has a lot going on um, with her right now. She has a lot of shit going on. Um, Yeah, she has a lot of stuff going on for her right now at this moment. And will be going on for her um, for literally maybe, I would say, probably like a couple more years some big huge events in her life and we've already seen that so without further ado i am going to jump into this so i'm going to tell you the first thing that stuck out to to me this chart is the triple conjunction in capricorn with um the neptune uranus and her ascendant so the wild part is that both Neptune and Uranus are smack dab exact on her ascendant. There are some, uh, of course, there are some minutes of arc off, but nonetheless, it's like exact on her ascendant. So she really is also a Neptunian Uranian person where, um, as far as her Neptune with uh ascendant is concerned she needs solitude she also needs a place where she can retreat um 
on a consistent basis so it doesn't have to be like weekly or anything but just something that she has like a space that she has that's consistent that allows her to wander off to another um realm and allows her to be creative allows to allows her to have the juices flowing for her and she also has Uranus smack dab on her ascendant, which means this tells me that she also, a part of her wants to break out of traditions, but not only that, Uranus is not only breaking out traditions, but also lay the groundwork for some new kinds of thought. And I see this as with her music, since it's also conjunct neptune and smack dab on her ascendant so the outer outer planets are of great importance to her um with this triple conjunction with her between her ascendant neptune and uranus so this tells me that she's you know for example we have seen ariana put out two albums within a year span um less than a year which not not many people these days do and so um she has been basically working recently and the reason why is because her progressions and transits her progressions and transits tell us as to why why she's been working and such and so to tell you this um her chart ruler is Saturn, since she's a Capricorn ascendant, and Saturn in Ariana's chart is in Campanus, using Campanus house systems, is in her second house, is right on the second house cusp, like at the start of second house. Not only that, but also too, I use degrees as well, so I use critical degrees, so kind of going down like critical degrees real quick um it depends on like the uh it depends on the element so for example if you're doing with mutable uh signs then the critical degrees are for uh, 17 uh for fit signs they are 8 9 20 21 and then for card for cardinal signs, they are 0, 13, 26. Now the critical degrees for every sign, it doesn't matter what element it is, will be uh, I mean, not element, sorry, I didn't mean to say element, but you know what I mean. I mean to say modality. So like the modalities, there are three modalities for elements. So Three modalities are mutable, carnal, fist. Now, for the, for every sign, no matter the modality or the element, which are earth, air, fire, water, no matter what, zero and twenty nine degrees are critical degrees. Now, what's interesting is that Ariana's chart ruler Saturn is at zero degrees of Pisces, and it's a uh, six minutes of arc so it's really like almost precisely like zero 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 so saturn is of great importance and it's in her second house so this tells me you know 
one thing too is that I do evolutionary astrology. So um, one of the things that the things I would look at is like Chiron, North Node, South Node, also uh, Pluto and uh, Saturn. And Saturn, being her chart ruler, obviously she is supposed to be the type of person who has a consistent pattern to follow, but also is able to kind of somewhat bend the rules to her whim if she does it correctly. But it's up to her because that's where the element of free will comes into play. But also, too, this tells you that she has lessons, like important lessons that she has to learn. And Saturn is considered one of the uh, planets or asteroids, whatever have you, that um, relegate or deal with or related to karma or lessons in general, lessons, if you don't believe in karma. Um and so it being the second house, she has to learn um, to appreciate her values more. She has to learn how to appreciate her family. Like um, second house also deals with like family background. She So she also has to learn how to appreciate her family background, like her recent family background. And also I would say... Um, also her craft, because her craft is kind of like a possession. And since, you know, Saturn is in Pisces, this to me, I think, uh, particularly, especially with the asteroids. So I also use asteroids as well. And so Vesta and Pallas Athene are conjunct at 11 degrees in uh, Pisces. So this tells me that like this Saturn influence also has something to do with her songwriting. So she has to learn how to take her songwriting, really, really work on her songwriting. Not only that, but also her music, also her voice, because second house is also the area of the voice of the throat. And so um, she, you know, also, too, Saturn in Ariana's chart is also retrograde. So this tells me that, you know, retrogrades is stuff where you have to work on. Like, you definitely have to work on and you have the potential to master. So she really has to work on making sure her voice is fluid because it's a Pisces. So, like, it has a Piscean influence. So, like, a Piscean coloring. So she has to make her sure her voice is fluid. Her voice is able to withstand law notes. She could do law notes. She also has to make sure that I would say also too that her voice is um, ethereal in a way, meaning like she can do whistle notes, but, you know, sometimes, you know, especially, I would say, like, earlier on her, in her career, Ariana's voice wasn't as strong, and I think it's because of Saturn 
um, being at the zero degree in Pisces in her second house, it started her second house. That's why her voice wasn't strong when she was growing up, when she was on Victorious and stuff and doing Broadway, because her voice was kind of weak. It was really fragile. And so she she really has to learn um, during her lifetime the importance of strengthening her voice, adding more oomph to her voice. And we started to see that uh, Ariana's voice, she's basically exploring the more deeper side of her voice. Um, and she also is learning how to make sure her voice is steady and also stable. So in addition to being ethereal and being able to reach those whistle, the whistle register and also being able to hold out those long notes, sustain those long notes and also be able to sing with such ease, like a professional you know, with that Saturn, it's like a house, you know, she has to learn, especially retrograde, she is going to master, of course, when you're younger, especially retrograde, you have a really rough time grasping um, these concepts, and since she's coming up on her, um, not yet, but uh, Ariana, is going to be coming up on her Saturn return four or five years from now. So, you know, it's no surprise that her voice is starting, in my opinion, to be stabilized in a way. So, with that being said, um, the, these asteroids, these two asteroids, Vesta and Pallas Athene. So, not a lot of people know about these asteroids, but... Vesta is basically the asteroid that deals with service, that deals with um, servitude, that deals with virtue, and um, I would also say uh, deals with it also it also deals with your contributions and how you could contribute, and also where you're able to be. Um, you know, help, you know, you're able to be a, a land a hand for others and stuff. So it was really, you know, this, this asteroid is actually ruled by Virgo. So it makes sense that you have these characteristics of servitude and um, helping and being also a guide. So also guiding how you're able to guide yourself and also others. Um and then Palace Athena is about your talents, about your intelligence, about your abilities, your capabilities, and also um, a bit of kind of is like it's kind of also too like a bit of like your creativity. Like, what creativity are you brought? are you bringing into this world? So when you're born, you have certain kinds of creativity. So there's certain kinds of intelligence and also certain kinds of creativity as well. And so for me, in regards to Ariana, with Palestine Investor being conjunct, exact conjunct, like almost like purely exact conjunct, they're only like a minute of arc like off of each other. This tells in Pisces in the second house. This tells me that like songwriting, 
like when it comes to music in general because you know Pisces is that sign that tends to kind of dab with music beauty and also spirituality and extraterrestrial and you know also uh not extraterrestrial but like far away dimensions that we can't really see like we can't you know um dis- discern and so with this this tells me that like songwriting and music is of just uh you know, it's something that she has a talent. She has an innate talent for being able to be, I would say she has the talent to be able to be some sort of a, a angelic figure in music, you know, with her hiders, with her breathy voice, because her voice is also breathy as well. Um, even though it's got a deeper and also her voice is actually more crystal clear than it usually is. Cause also too, um, Ariana, as far as singing, going back to the, the Saturn placement, um, and also aspects as well that I'm seeing in her chart. She also, uh, I like followed her earlier in her career she her pronunciation when it came to song lyrics was it clear it wasn't that clear now it is these days it is but before it wasn't you know and that was one of my big criticisms of ariana at the time was that i couldn't really understand what she was saying and thus she's getting better at that these days then you have lilith (laughs) in Pisces at 28 degrees, the second house, um, is making it in conjunction to Mars in the eighth house, which is very interesting. So this tells me also too, the second house can be the area of realist, re- reality, you know, reality, right? Um, reality, the earth, um, 2D, two-dimensional realm. And this kind of tells me that Ariana kind of, you know, has temptations in in terms of it may be... She might have temptations with hallucination. Um, yeah. Like, she she might be tempted to hallucinate um, or just psych herself out, even, with this um, Mars in conjunct Lilith, you know, Black, Black, uh, Black Moon Lilith. It's like she basically has this tendency I think in my opinion to like just basically psych herself out or hallucinate or even have nightmares so she might have nightmares as well and there's other things too especially with Saturn being Pisces a zero degree in his second house you know 
it's not the house of hopes and wishes like 11 houses but it does deal with the you know since it's her chart ruler it has great importance so it kind of also dictates the way she talks especially because she has a cancer mercury and i know how cancer mercury is because i have cancer mercury and you know we our emotions are more readily available when we talk with other people and especially with ariana you could you know she has a tendency i think to also be a bit aggressive when she shouldn't be like towards people i'm gonna get to that but yeah and then sorceries is basically the asteroid of it could be a abandonment nurturing um catering uh development uh encouragement stuff like that abandonment um kidnapping <laughs> uh there's a lot of, of with everything in astrology there's a lot of connotations that could be placed but that's basically the general um scope of accessories and so she has it in aries 25 degrees in the third house so this kind of you know she's very it's trying mars i think no it's not trying mars but you know it her sorceries is square mercury so this tells me that ariana as far as communication is concerned because you know, Cersei's third house um, deals with communication, speaking, um, dissemination of information, etc. And it being square Mercury, it's like she basically can't come across as aggressive. Um, and it's like one of the things she has to work on because squares, squares, oppositions, um, semi-squares, semi like quadrants, etc., those inconjuncts or quincunts, whatever you want to call it, those are aspects where you come to work on. And squares especially, I would say squares is the most difficult aspect to have besides the inconjunct because squares is like this tension. It's not like an opposition where you could kind of bounce it out. Like it's, it's like square, you have to try to <coughs> get it on the... Excuse, excuse me <coughs> it's like with squares you also have to try to get it leveled out right so she tends to come off across as aggressive when she doesn't mean to and so it's one of the things you work on so I re like speaking on this I remember when Ariana had went into, I think it was a shop, like a, a donut shop or something like that. And she had lit this donut, this food or whatever. So it's like also too, Ariana could do ruly things or ruly movements because, you know, Mercury rules movement. And so 
she could be she also has a tendency in order to cope with whatever's going on in her life with this sorcery square um mercury aspect she also has a tendency to like do really things without without um thinking first because both of these planets are cardinal signs the cardinal is like the fat like the fastest it's that it's that um it's it can be fast um it's like kind of like a normal pace i, I would say cardinal is kind of normal but the signs that it in is in cancer it, Aries, I would consider to be the fastest um, cardinal signs. So, like, this basically tells me that she has a tendency to to act before thinking via her body language. And so, for example, that incident where she lit the donut and stuff, like, that's what I think about immediately. Then fourth house. Um let's see. She has t- Venus and Taurus, which is a beautiful placement in the fourth house. And usually people with Venus in the fourth house or Venus conjunct the ascendant are very they come off across as like very beautiful, delicate, refined type of people. And Ariana Surrey looks like that, especially the fact that usually when Venus is in the fourth house, it would be trying the ascendant. Usually. That's usually. Not all the case, all the time. But usually. So it's trying her ascendant. So she's like really pleasing to look at. And she also has, you know, this, in my opinion, also plays to her voice since, you know, Venus is trying her ascendant and also her chart ruler is in the second house, the house that deals with the voice, the way the throat is working, the throat is operating. So this tells me like, you know, of course you have free will as well and she's used it she used it to be who she is now which is very great to see now um her sits house um basically she has the sun and cancer in the sits house <laughs> and this tells me that when she's like doing uh her daily routine or just regular tasks like whether she's like working on music or she's conducting interviews or she's talking to her associate or co-workers or whoever like um going to venues and doing sound checks and stuff in the you know the people that are around her doing her workspace she kind of shines there right and so <laughs> um the thing that I noticed about Ariana's son which is very interesting is that her son is squared her moon and Jupiter 
Now, Ariana is a Capricorn rising, right? So this also, the negative side of Capricorn is that they tend to be my way or the highway type of people, not in the Leo type of way, but it's more of like very, very overbearing, right? It's not arrogant, it's overbearing. It's more so like it can suffocate you. So, um, with the moon and the sun, Ariana has a dis, like her, she has a disconnect with the way she expresses herself in general to how she feels inside. So she has some sort of disconnect and she has to work because of the square. She has to work extremely hard to kind of get that in alignment. And the Jupiter is square sun. Uh, she has to work on, especially in Libra, uh, Jupiter and Libra, square sun and Cancer. I, I think that this is part, I'm gonna I'm a save what I will say for the end of this episode, but I will say right now that this tends to make her the type of person that in the pursuit of trying to be right, she tends to overstep her boundaries and be a bit of an asshole, right? So Ariana is the type of person that is that can be too, she can be too headstrong for her own good. And in turn, that gets people like, you are so, you think you're all of that. You think you're all of that. And they're valid in that because she can sometimes project herself, especially with the Neptune on her ascendant. She could sometimes project her fears and her insecurities onto others by saying, oh, I didn't mean to do that, by victimizing herself. So when she is in the wrong, Ariana has a tendency to victimize herself. And that in turn builds her confidence up to the point where it becomes the issue. It her her ego is very is activated strongly and prominently and this in turn makes her such an inflated personality you know and it's not good but yeah um also too what was interesting is because i do i i i kind of look at a bit of medical astrology as well. And one of the things is that your rising, your sun and your moon kind of indicate where you may suffer some health problems. And so the fact that the moon and sun are squared in the eighth and sixth houses tells me that Ariana has anxiety issues. 
like she she may either have you know she she really has a lot of energy but the thing is is that she can she can her energy can dissipate very quickly with this sun square moon her energy she has a lot of energy she's able to retain energy but it falls from her grasp very quickly and this becomes a problem because it makes her health inconsistent so she may seem like she's fine one minute and then next minute she's not fine so especially with that Neptune on her ascendant, it can indicate to me that she has she might have health issues around doing too much, right? So she it's good that she's doing a lot, but at the same time, she could be too antsy. She could be too antsy for her own good. And also, uh, it makes her, I would say that it makes her, <clears throat> I would say that it makes her um she has to watch out for how she uses her energy, I will say. And also I would say she needs to in order for her to re replenish her energy she needs to be in this space where it's a safe space where she can feel like you know no one's gonna bother her if she's able to recuperate because if she's around people a lot when she needs to be recovering it can really damage her energy and in turn it will cause health problems for her specifically with her nervous system with her autoimmune system so she can have a potential to get colds and flus easily she's like why the why the hell am i all of a sudden getting this stuff well you're not allowing yourself time to really heal you know your physical body you know um because you're doing too much you're trying to go 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 because Ariana is a cardinal person. She's a cardinal person. She has a lot of cardinal placements. So she's, you know, she has uh, a lot of cardinal placements. So it's like she's always trying to go, 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 but not realizing that maybe sometimes she needs to just stop, take a moment, take a second to breathe. Because also, too, her chart ruler, Saturn in the second house, retrograde, also tells me that she may have breathing problems. And, you know, 
especially with Neptune on her ascendant and Saturn in Pisces retrograde zero degrees. She definitely and Saturn is also trying the sun. So <laughs> if her energy gets depleted, then she she's gonna feel like she's suffocating, which in turn can cause her to hyperventilate, cause her to psych herself out, as I was saying earlier with the Lilith, you know, in conjunct Mars, she can psych herself out. Not only that, but also this trying sun, you know, you know, if her energy is depleted. She needs to drink water and she needs to be in the place where she's not bothered, where she's not stressed out. So that way she can heal. That way she can breathe again because she can also have a potential to have breathing problems. And that's not good for anyone. So that is the first part of my natal chart reading of Ariana Grande. As I said, this is going to be <coughs> a long a longer episode than usual because I'm doing natal chart reading. And so uh, when I come back, I am going to be doing the seventh house to the twelfth house. So the rest of our natal chart, then we're gonna take another break and then I'm going to be doing her transits and her progressions and also some advice I would give Ariana if I was her astrologer, if I was, you know, if I had Ariana sit in front of me, what I would tell her. So stay tuned. Have you ever wanted to get your voice and message out there? Well, look no further than Anchor. It is a free podcast service which allows you to store audio files in unlimited storage, bring in guests while live recording, put up a donation link to support your podcast on your public profile, and distribute it to streaming services such as Spotify, Overcast, Stitcher, etc. Now, at what price you ask? None at all! Everything is free, so you could quickly make your podcast. So go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am back. So um, I left off um, finishing up the second, I mean, the sixth house stuff. And so now I am going to uh, talk about this Cancer Mercury at 27 degrees in the seventh house. So in Ariana's seventh house, she also has Juno and Chiron. Now her Mercury, I kind of just, I discussed the sorceries thing uh, square to her Mercury uh however ariana has this beautiful trine to uh pluto in her 10th house uh her pluto is in scorpio obviously um indicated by her birth year information so this makes her very insightful as far as 
information is concerned. <coughs> so she's a <coughs> so she's able to really peel back the layers in regards to information. But she can and I see this with her Saturn in conjunct Mercury. She has a hard and rough time of actually making sense of all the information she finds. So she really has to master the art of discernment really is the thing about with Ariana as well. She has a problem. A lot is indicators in her birth chart that she has a problem with, you know, and I have the same problem too. Um, so, I mean, Ariana is not alone. Um, I have the same problem with discernment. Uh, but the thing that she has that's different for me is that I can piece together things in an organized manner, but Ariana can't because of this in conjunct Saturn. But that doesn't mean that she can't. She has the potential to because it's an in conjunct. And anytime we have an in conjunct, it's really something that's gonna it's it's an annoyance, right? It's an annoyance because the in conjunct means there's nothing in common. So it's an annoyance, it's a nuisance. But it's a nuisance that you could overcome if you actually apply yourself to it. So really what I see here is that, you know, especially with that Saturn retrograde, she can master the art of trying to piece together things in a concise, precise manner that will, and it will eventually allow her to be able to see things for what they are, you know, more um, insightful, uh, I would say, uh, taboo information or not even taboo information, but just information also esoteric as, as, um, as well. So she really is going to be able if she does apply herself right she will be able to eventually piece together things in a coherent manner that's just what i see from this um she has let's talk about this juno in the seventh house in leo in 15 degrees and also this chiron this chiron is at a critical degree in the seventh house and what do you know? She also has a square to her Chiron. So she has a square to her Chiron. Now this tells me that Ariana, her biggest wound in life, or should I say one of her biggest wounds in life is really, to be honest with you, is really her business relationships like so the people that she signs contracts with or people that she um goes into business with does business ventures with she might have fallen 
she she might have fallen out with them. Uh, also, her romances, her not romances necessarily, but her partnerships, her her romantic partnerships. So this is shown through history. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna, you know, bring it up, but. She also, you know, that's going to traumatize her, but she's able to teach others about how to go through that trauma of a breakup, that of a relationship that you thought was going to last, that thought was going to be forever, and then it's not. And she, I mean, it hurt, to be honest, these relationships you know the the trauma that she suffered the the hurt the pain the agony that she faced with uh you know her romantic partnerships she it you know it hurt her in a it hurt her at a ego level because it, you know, it hurt her at an ego level. And it's because Chiron is in Leo. So it hurt her at an ego level. It hurt her in a way where it diminished her energy. It really, it really brought her down in a way where she felt like, I think in a sense, like she couldn't be happy anymore. It was like she lost her happiness. She lost, you know, her her buoyance. She lost that. You know, part of her wither when she went through these experiences of hurt via partnerships, whether they're business ships, romance, or open enemies as well, you know. She's had a lot of open enemies, and, you know, Chiron's in the house of open enemies, so this tells me that, you know, getting disputes in the public, whether that is on camera, you know, because of Leo, the Leo influence, cameras, you know, but, but also, you know, and this kind of goes to her... <laughs> uh, this kind of this kind of also goes to her what's going on with her in Libra as far as the moon and Jupiter. You know, but she really gets scarred when she has to deal with law like legalities, because Seventh House is also about legalities. So she really gets scarred. It scars her. And she's like, Why is this happening to me? To me, because Leo is kind of like a me, 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 me type of thing. So it's like, why is this happening to me? Why am I being hit with lawsuits and lawsuits? Why am I being hit with people talking shit about me in the public? You know, and I have to, I have to stay, you know, calm because if I say something that might get distorted or that might get you know, used in a different way. So that's kind of how she feels from her perspective, I think. 
Then move on to the eighth house. She has three things happening in the eighth house. So she has her Mars, her Jupiter, and Moon in the eighth house. Mars in the eighth house. <laughs> this kind of goes back to her legal stuff, but this is a really annoying placement in terms of legalities because I find people with eight house Mars usually have something to do with legal stuff. So like they may have debts that they have to pay back or they may have to go through like will disputes like oh I was you know they were supposed to get something and they didn't get it or they have to go they have to go back to court a lot or um also to uh they may find themselves <coughs> I would say like near-death experiences sometimes as well and obviously the the bombing you know at her Manchester concert you know it really affected her um especially because Mars is opposing Saturn you know Mars opposing Saturn I will tell you is a very difficult aspect to deal with I have it in my chart and it's pretty difficult to deal with because you always feel that the powers that be are going against you or you have to like do something in a very um uh forthright manner in order to get these people off your back so she kind of feels as if like you know legally you know <coughs> People are always coming at her, I think. And she has to, she, in these matters, Ariana, Ariana, believe it or not, is very good when it comes to business. She is very good when she, when it comes to business because she has cardinal placements. You know, that's like a business. Those are, that's the business modality. I consider cardinal placements business modality because it's like they're able to, initiate um actions that in, end up making them you know successful so yeah you know that's the thing about her even though she feels like people are coming at her from all angles out of nowhere try to get money out of her it's like at the same time she feels that you know she's able to use her power in order to overpower those people who are coming at her from a legal standpoint. So, yeah. Then her Moon-Jupiter conjunction. So, <clears throat> Moon-Jupiter conjunction, you usually see this with mothers who, mothers, you know, the Moon can, I mean, it's not like, it's a maternal, it can, it's like, it stands for a maternal figure or just a nurturing figure in general. And this is definitely Ariana's mom because it's also conjunct, like almost as that conjunct Jupiter. And this tells you like, she comes, like her mom is very, she's either religious or spiritual. And she brought Ariana up that way. And so as a result, Ariana, you know, has the, 
capacity for instinctual wisdom, you know. But she has to, you know, with wisdom, it's knowledge that has to be applied. And I don't think Ariana quite has that yet, but she has the ability to. And, you know, this conjunction also helps her with legal matters since it's in Libra. So she's able to be diplomatic in, in regards to her feelings, but also very like she, even though Ariana can't really piece together things that well, it's like at the same time, she a, she's able to kind of, you know, feel and sense the broad picture of things so she's able to do that and as a result she she will do moves that will help her with her court proceedings i feel you know and she has a quintile to her saturn from her moon jupiter conjunction she has a quintile to her saturn so this just to me reaffirms that like ariana can definitely 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 be able to tap into that business savvy side because you know, don't let the baby face, the baby doll aesthetic fool you. She knows how to use her business savvy side when she needs to. You know, Ariana knows how to do that. Okay, then she has her midheaven, you know. And in Scorpio, and her 11th house is a duplicate house. So, like, this tells me that, like, when it comes to being kind of this, in a way, like, the way she projects herself is very, especially as she gets older, is going to be of a dark tone type of way because you know Capricorn can also be you know kind of you know a lover of dark tones as well and I think you definitely see this with Ariana you know using filters that are very dark and stuff she you know that's basically her Scorpio in uh 10th and 11th house you know that duplicate house it makes it very strong that she has this presence like this ominous presence like it's like she basically is able to balance the delicate with the dark I mean the delicate with the rough the light with the dark you know Ariana has a very natural ability to do that um, and she has Pluto in her 10th house. So this kind of tells me that, you know, she either might be a power, you know, in terms of her terms of her career. She is definitely. Or she may have people, you know, she may encounter people who can help her to the ladder. You know, there's different ways that like Pluto in the 10th house can manifest or she may, you know, as she is. She may have like this very, you know, uh, this this magnetism about her that people can't get away from. People are so gravitated towards her when she's in the public eye that like people are interested to see what she's gonna do. That's but Ariana doesn't really 
let people know what she's going to do next, kind of. She just does it on the fly, you know, especially with, you know, that sun and the sis house in the moon Jupiter conjunction Libra. It's just like, you know, square to the sun. It's like she basically is able to do things on the fly without people knowing. So she would just drop a song and people are like, holy shit, you're dropping another song? You know, that's how Ariana is. And then you go to her north node, which is in Sagittarius at 11 degrees in the 11th house, which means that her south node is in Gemini, 11 degrees. So her north node is in Sagittarius. Her south node is in um, Gemini in the fifth house. So this tells me that like Ariana growing up, she was always the type of person that, you know, was into creativity, you know, into acting, into persuasive art, into drama. Uh, and she was very witty at it. So she's very kind of, you know, outgoing with it and, you know, not afraid to put herself out there in regards to those things. And so with her North Node in the 11th house, she has to strive to use her talents for the good of humanity, I think. So she not only has to strive to use her talents for the good of humanity, but she also has to be able to strive for wisdom. Really, because, you know, with the moon conjunct Jupiter and it quintile her chart ruler, Saturn, which is retrograde. Retrograde is the indication of things that you have you will you you have the potential to really master in your lifetime. You know, she has to learn how to. She has to learn how to cooperate with others from a point of view that is really respectable, but also authentic and also humble because that's Sagittarius. The Sagittarius, you know, the North Node being Sagittarius, it gives it the coloring. But it being the left house, that spirit of cooperation, you know, spirit of doing things for humanity, community, etc. You know, she has to learn how to humble herself because, you know, I'm going to save it for the end of the episode. But Ariana does tend to, you know, maybe put herself up kind of in a pedestal. And kind of go off about the math. Well, I'm right. You know, I don't know why y'all coming at me when she shouldn't. You know, that's not what you're supposed to do. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, the 12th house, she has Neptune and Uranus. So surprising, surprise, surprise, Ariana actually has nothing in her first house. Her Neptune Uranus that I was talking about. At the beginning of this episode is basically they they is basically in the twelfth house, which is also why I said she tends to maybe have dreams, you know, 
very vivid dreams, but also these dreams are like pretty, you know, when she sleeps, she probably is able to connect with people that have died, right? So she is, she has like some psychicness about her. She has some intuitiveness about her, I will say, especially with that Cancer Mercury and Cancer Sun. And, um, Neptune Uranus conjunct the ascendant from the 12th house. She really is able to tap into her subconsciousness and get information, get, in, you know, insight that others aren't able to get is pretty unique to her. But she has to use it wisely, basically, for the good of humanity is what I see with her. So that is the natal chart reading. For Ariana, now we're going to take another commercial break. Now, when I come back, I am going to be talking about Ariana's transits and progressions, which is not going to take too much of a time, to be honest with you. And then I'm going to give advice. Like, if I was Ariana's astrologer, what would I tell her? I would tell you all the things I would tell her when we come right back. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now, this is the last part of this episode. So now I am going to be talking about Ariana Grande's transits and progressions. So for her transits, she has Pluto, transiting Pluto right on her ascended. And honestly, that like to me signals that she's Ariana is just going through a bit time right now because Pluto like this is got this is a once in a lifetime transit for her you know if for anyone who would be going through this so like this tells me that she's going through a lot of re reinventions of herself you know when we see in the past year with her two albums it's like we saw different sides to her, and she showcased different things. Whether or not some of the things she did was good is questionable, but nevertheless, she has shown that she has really, you know, developed more in some sort of way, and, you know, this also kind of deals with her career. You know, there may be tension with her career since, really, this transit with Pluto, I mean, not Pluto. Yeah, this transit with Pluto on her ascendant. <coughs> Ideally, to be honest with you, what kind of it's like? It's making a. It's not necessarily making a square, but it's like a set tile kind of. Um. So it's helping her career out in a great way you know, evident by her success this year and earlier on this year. So we're going to be seeing more of Ariana as well, just because um, <coughs> her, the North Node is like opposing, you know, her 12th house. So it's like, it's telling her to be out in the open, I think. 
And also, you know, she has activity going on with her progressions. Like, going to her progressions, she has her ascendant, her progressive ascendant in Aquarius at the 20th degree, two minutes of arc. In her midheaven, her progressed midheaven in Sagittarius, uh, two degrees, three minutes of arc. And so this really tells me that, you know, looking at her progressed planets, her progressed Mercury is in Cancer. Her progressed Venus is in Gemini, and her progressed moon in Mars is a Virgo, and her progressed her progress midheaven had just crossed from her 11th house cusp, so this tells me, like, we definitely are going to see more of Ariana, I mean, Ariana is not going to be going anywhere, especially with the ascendant in Aquarius, and it's in her first house, and it's opposing, it's opposing her Chiron. We're going to be seeing her natal Chiron. We're going to be seeing Ariana basically express more of what she's been through through her music and through, you know, whatever she whatever interview she decides to do or anything like that. So overall, you know, my advice to Ariana would be continue to make music, but be mindful of the way you treat people. Because, you know, Pluto or her ascendant, she also has the tendency to be too rough around the edges. Try to be a badass when she's not. Ariana is not a badass, okay? She is able to withstand a lot, but she's not a badass. Uh, her chart doesn't indicate a badass to me. Uh, she doesn't have badass energy. And, you know, Ariana with the tanning and stuff, she knows better. She knows that's not right. Because I would tell you, Ariana has Libra in her. She knows it's not right, but she does it anyway because she's stubborn. Ariana is obdurate. She's a bit obdurate. And especially when people come at her with that Neptune or her ascendant, she has the tendency to also victimize herself, to shell herself, to protect herself, even when the criticisms are valid, when she has valid criticisms like, why are you tanning? This is kind of like blackface. Why are you doing this? People have been telling her to stop. She still is kind of doing it. Um, I think she probably has stopped a bit. But also, too, Ariana. You know, with her transits, she also... Yeah, with her transits and stuff, like Neptune, 
is opposing her progress Mars. So like Ariana has the tendency to to as well act unnecessarily. So like she will come at someone who is telling her right from wrong and because she feels like she's getting attacked some way, you know, people just want to come at her just for the sake of coming at her to drain her energy. They're not actually trying to do that, Ariana. They're trying to help you. They're trying to guide you. They're trying to tell you some things you can't do because you're white. Okay? That's just the bottom line. And so Ariana needs to understand that. Hopefully she will in a future time. Um, but that's basically my reading of Ariana of you know, that's basically my advice to her. Be more mindful of how you treat others around you. Um, also, your words will sting more because you're, you know, transiting Pluto is right on your ascendant. And that kind of also makes, uh, yeah, it's like right on your ascendant. So, like, your words will sting. Especially because that transiting Pluto is also squaring. No, it's not squaring. It's in conjuncting her. No. Yeah. The transient Pluto is actually trining her Venus, <clears throat> which is a beautiful thing. You know, her style is changing as well. Uh, and also her home. Her home could be changing at this time. But yeah, that's all I really have for Ariana Grande. I mean, I wish her the best. Just be careful of your words because your words will have more of an effect than you may realize or you may even hope. Also, treat people with kindness and, you know, keep doing music. Just be mindful of how you do it. And also to your actions. Yeah, because, you know, you may also have a tendency to overreact or act in a way that you shouldn't is unnecessary, is uncalled for. So that's all. Anyways, um, that's it for this episode. Next episode, I am going to be talking about the dogmatic nonsense that's been going on in the astrology and spiritual communities these these past weeks and why is that what are the transits that will indicate that this shit will happen this type of shit will happen that people are at odds with each, with each other in the astrology and spiritual community so please be on the lookout for that stuff um and yeah basically that is all um, I think after the ninth episode, which is going to be 
the dogmatic nonsense in the astrology spiritual communities. I think I'm going to do uh, probably, you know, I will say uh, kind of climate change. Like, why is climate change become such a uh, big topic? You know, I will be doing that. So, yeah. Stay on the lookout for that. Okay. Bye. Peace, y'all. Gotta go. Gotta go. And I'm feeling a bit better, by the way. So, yeah. Bye, y'all.